Live from the Bills famous cheese spread studios in the downstairs pub, the Blockout Sports Pod is back on the air. From behind the master control desk in the aforementioned downstairs pub, I am your host and moderator for this evening. My name is Travis Carter. Behind me at the whiteboard, as always, is whiteboard Jody. Over my right shoulder at the high top table is the big fellow, the tuna country, Matt Kempf. And bellied up to the bar, a man whose first shipment from the Jelly of the Month Club should arrive any day now, the fabulous one, Freddie Bender. Is that like belly full of jelly? <laughs> you look like a marmalade guy. If I've ever seen a marmalade guy, you're a marmalade guy. I like that hot pepper jelly. You like preserves. You don't even go for jelly. I, I do you, like You get the fancy stuff. What was that food you was cooking the other night at your house? I couldn't even tell you what what it was called. Oh, that, Bras- that is a beef brisado. No, I'm making lamb brisado. Lamb brisado. Which tell, means? Tell them what that is, Travis. Uh, it's braised. Braised. You, so, you braise the lamb on both sides with spices and herbs on it. No, you sear the lamb well, on no, both sides. Well, no, sear it. You sear it on both sides. And then you braise then it. Then you deglaze it with a little red wine or whatever you want, and you have your vegetables in a chicken-type stock already with tomatoes and so forth already in the crock pot. Then you lay the meat in there and then let it fall apart. And there's Cooking with Freddie, episode there you one. Go. Is Martha Stewart the uh, special guest tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I think she's still in jail, bro. <clears throat> so, uh, oh, first, before we get started, as always... Want to uh, remind everybody we are on social media on Twitter at Blockout Pod, uh, Blockout Sports Pod on Facebook. Um, reach out to us that way. Give us a follow. Um, secondarily, I was just going to start tonight and say, I mean, I, we really don't have anything to talk about. I don't think anything in, of interest in the world of sports happened in the last no. week, right? Hell no. Boring. Nope. <laughs> Boring. Um, of course, that is uh, not the case. We We're had... talking XFL. <laughs> Coming up. <clears throat> we had the uh, conference championship games this last weekend, which we will dive into momentarily, and then... Uh, piggybacking on that, we had the announcement of the four teams that are going to be in the college football playoff, um, and we had made some predictions, our picks last week, uh, as to what we thought was going to happen, uh, Tuna, get your Kleenex. Your host and moderator went a perfect 3-0, and Oh, Colin went two and one. Freddie and Jody went one and two. Losers. And Tuna went zero oh and three. Oh, I think you got that backwards, man. You got that paper upside down. Turn, turn around. Flip it upside down. Uh, looking at it how wrong. did we do on the games we didn't bet? Hey. Now it says <laughs> Tuna. Tuna. I just flipped it over, and uh-huh. now it says zero oh and three upside down. Damn. I don't like your paper. Um, and the one that uh, that really got me going was uh, the fact that you claimed on this on this very podcast last week that Oregon was going to boat race. I think were your exact words. Yes, those were my exact words. They were going to boat race Washington. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, that was, uh, I guess I agreed with Vegas on that one. They, they were a nine and a half point favorite. Um, I thought they were easily a nine and a half point favorite. And I guess that's why they play the game of football and maybe opinions on who people think are better and who people think are worse. Maybe not, might not be the way to go, but that may be a prelude. into Well, a couple of those games, we knew how they were going to go. Like Did we? The final game of the night, yes. What your I don't, I don't know what happened. The final game of the night, the Louisville Florida State game? Yes. <laughs> Did we all know how that was going to go? Yeah, we knew it wasn't going to be a, a fun game to watch. Even though we were pulling for the cards. But I did pick Florida State. That was one of my three uh, three games that I well, picked. So good. good for you. Overall, <laughs> a tough week for us. Not, I mean, obviously not because of me, <clears throat> but a tough week for us. We went seven and eight with our picks last week. Uh, this week, obviously, there's not a lot of college football left, uh, but we will be making our picks at the end of the show uh, in uh, NFL related um let's jump in right off the right off the top first of all with that louisville florida state game um it was obviously a defensive slog neither team could really get anything going offensively Uh, hold on it was not a defensive slog it was two inept offenses out there playing football in the rain it didn't. It, it barely rained a little bit. I it heard. It, I heard it was a wet mess nah, out there. Toward from the fans end of the game. Toward the end of the game. I don't. I don't. I don't think I rain it. played any factor in that. That poor kid for Florida State. He couldn't even throw the ball off his fingertips. Uh, honestly, it was embarrassing. We. How many interceptions did we drop in that game? I mean, it was. I can yeah. count three immediately. Yeah, um, three. I think uh, he was better than the punter for you of us. It was bad, and and now I will give a ton of credit to Florida State's defensive line. Our offensive line um, has been I'm not going to say phenomenal, but they've played above average all season oh, long. Oh, for sure. And they should no be commended for it, really. has ever manhandled us this season the way that they did. Yeah. Uh, that 55 uh, Fisk, yeah. he... He played better than the All-American did. He who com- had one sack. Well, Jared Verse played great. Verse also. played great. He had one sack, but he was always he pressing. was disrupting right, everything. Right. But man, they, that's that's a they're a load. Uh, that defensive front is an absolute load. Um, I don't know. It's I expected more offensively from Louisville in that, but uh, I did too. I, I I was shocked at. I wouldn't say vanilla. I don't know X's and O's of football enough, but I was surprised that Brom and the and the coaching staff didn't find ways to at right. least yeah move the football. Well, right. I'll, I'll say this: they he ex- extended the field a lot early. Uh, the problem is, is that our receivers forgot how to catch balls. Um, and then it got to the point where Brom was like, okay, well, I can't keep doing this and wasting downs if my guys are not going to catch these balls. Right. So we're going to have to slow go this. I mean, mm. but, but honestly, Plummer, like he put three deep balls kind of right on the money. One was underthrown. It should have been caught. Should have been Any caught. division one wide receiver should have caught that ball. Um, and Jimmy Calloway, um, I don't know. Good for you, kid. You're fast. You can you run great routes, but 
if you're gonna play wide receiver, I feel like a big big key in that is catching a football. Um, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm I old school with thinking that. Struggled a little bit. I expected well, more from him. I didn't expect much from Garendo. That was a bad matchup for Garendo because their physicality up front. I get it, um, but he's for, been coming on strong. He's not. Yeah, but he's not the game breaker. Like he he has to, you know, lower his head and get a load. You're not going to do that against Florida State. Um, you you got to be shifty and you got to make those first couple guys miss and then go with speed. And Garendo's not that type of guy. Um. I don't know. Uh, Jordan, obviously, that, that hamstring's been lingering. Maybe he should have just sat a few games that we tried to play him in. Wouldn't you think it would be harder if you have a lingering hamstring to play in the in wet conditions? I would always think that would be tough. I think it would be tough just to walk down a flight of steps. Man. I hear I you. I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it is what it is. It, uh, it happened. It was disappointing. Um, but that being said, even getting there exceeded my expectations, so I can't be too upset. I'm not going right. to sit here and sulk right. because we got beat by Florida State in the ACC championship game. Right. I mean, it is what it is. I just didn't like the fact that Florida State came out. They made very conservative play calling. You could tell that they did not trust their quarterback right. one bit, right. and we could not capitalize on any of that. And that's uh, We had a very opportunistic defense throughout the season, and it wasn't there when we needed it the most. Like, honestly, those were – the only way that we were really going to get the ball in good field position was a turnover, and we could not force any turnovers. Right. I felt Florida State was kind of in a catch-22 to a certain extent to where, like you said, they had to they, – they didn't trust the true freshmen. It was bad conditions, whether you want to say that or not. But – Really, in a nutshell, they had to know that they needed to have style points in that game. They needed to take a little bit of risk, but maybe they thought they couldn't do that. Uh, so they were going to win with their defense, which is a great game plan most of the time. But based on what had happened before that game started, I think they needed – and I'm not, I know they can't just change their game plan then, but I do think that, uh, you know, maybe they – Take some risks and, and if Tate Rotomaker plays in that game, we lose by thirty. Okay, I don't know. I I, I fully believe that. Uh, just a competent quarterback would have crushed us that day. So I don't know. Enough about that one. Let's move on to some of the other ones. Well, uh, I'll jump right into the Washington Oregon game. <clears throat> Great game, which was Friday night, and I was really surprised especially early in the game. Now, interestingly enough, the game really kind of played out exactly like the first meeting between those two from the standpoint that Washington got up early, Oregon responds, takes the lead, and then Washington finds a way to win down the stretch. My biggest surprise was, especially early in the game through most of the first half, was how effective Washington's defense was. Oh, they were playing great. Against Oregon. I mean, Knicks looked completely out of sorts for most of the first half. Yes. Um he ended up bouncing back, having some having some good plays to get them in a position where they did take the lead in the second half. But then 
Mike Penix. Actually, second quarter, too, for the most, you know. They they, they kind of put it together in the second quarter. Late, late. Well, they late. had, and it was the last drive of the half. Right. Um, Oregon, but first they, they quarter, completely they took were... away Oregon's running game. They they had no yeah. running. Bucky Irvin and, and other guys, they, they could not even get the ball moving. And even Bo Nix, like, he's good with his legs. He only had, I yeah. mean, a couple runs that actually extended out. So, I don't. And I don't know. It was I was shocked by that. Penix played great. Uh, you know, it wasn't even his best game, but he still ended up with what three hundred and oh, man, that guy's can throw the ball anywhere. I mean, the, the hit the way he throws the ball across the field is unbelievable. Uh, plus, he's a lefty, and it looks even better. Does it when he's doing it? You know does what it I look mean? Better. I think lefties look better when well, they that, shoot that might a basketball be because you're a lefty. or throw. No, I, I just really think that. I think his ball, but he throws what, what? a nice tight spiral, and it's always a good looking pass. I think Penix. Um, I think Penix played well, but I got to give it to that running back. That guy had a hell of a game. Yes, Washington, I thought. I thought he was MVP of the game. Myself. Yeah, Washington. Is it Hill? What's what's his last name? Travis. Uh, uh he had not a, Hill. He had not. Uh, he had a great game. Uh. And he and I thought that they utilized him well uh, throughout the game. They had a good balance, and uh, Penix had a couple good third down. Uh, it just didn't seem like they were behind the eight ball too much. See, I think uh, I think the big shocker here is we 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 talked. You know, I know all the three of us did or four of us, and um, also you know every national pundit out there has also spoke on it how physical Oregon's defense has been up front. And Washington's offensive line completely blasted them off the ball over and over and over again. I did not see that coming. I, I really didn't. It, it made no sense to me. So, But congratulations to Washington. That was a huge win for them. And um, they were, It really was. Obviously. And, and put them into the driver's seat. And I have a question. Put them in the car. I don't know about driver's seat. And I know that uh, I don't want to linger on this too long because we need to get into the uh, Alabama, Florida State, and the playoff stuff and all that. Um, But I I do want to, because clearly it seems like the favorite to win the Heisman Trophy is Jaden Daniels, right? Uh, Yeah, I would think so. Uh, I would say it's between him and Penix, vote-wise. I still think it's between him and Nick's. Uh, the, how, the numbers, how can that be? The numbers no. that Nix has put up like are not as good as Mike. Ah, they're not. They're not they're as not good as, as Penix. They don't even touch Daniels. I mean, Daniels rushed for two thousand. You have seventy three completion or seventy three percent completion percentage. I, no one looks at that. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty. That's a pretty <laughs> phenomenal stat. Well, how man. about Jaden Daniels has two thousand more rushing? Yeah. Yards. Like I'm not. I'm not arguing for Bo Nix. I'm just saying, like I, I could see where votes would go his way. I don't think he's gonna get. I just hardly. Don't, I don't understand all. it. I, Matter of fact, I almost feel like he shouldn't have been invited. <laughs> Penix leads leads the country uh, in passing yards. Once he lost, he's thirteen and zero. He's five and zero against ranked opponents. Won his conference championship. Led six game winning drives. Beat Tuna's favorite for the Heisman twice. Had Heisman moments against USC and Oregon. 
And Jaden Daniels, now I get it, his rushing, but he's number three in yardage passing. He went nine and three. He went one and three against ranked opponents, finished third in his own division, and only played nine Power Five games all season long. Is it a media-driven thing? Like we just decided only that played nine Power Five. That that seems like a lot. So you're talking eight for your conference and one for your like one Power Five non-conference. So three against yeah non yeah group of five. Right. That so that's about what most teams do. I don't think we like, like that that we can't just say oh against nine Power Five. School. Well, that's the that's the least that's the least yeah, important no, I, I, thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you, but like said. it was said, and I feel like I, that should clarify. Um, I, I don't know, I don't understand how he's just the prohibitive favorite. I guess, I guess because he ran for a bunch of yards too. Jaden Daniels. Yeah, I yes, mean, I mean, it's kind of the Lamar Jackson effect of how electric he is on the field. Um. That that I think that's kind of where that comes and in. that's actually a pretty good because didn't uh, didn't Louisville go nine and three the year that he won the Heisman? Yeah, I believe it might have been nine and four because we lost that. Oh bowl game. yeah, because yeah. of the bowl game, right? So, um, but anyway, I just that, that was just an interesting aside to me. I still think Penix, and I'm completely biased, but I still think he deserves to be the favorite. I don't think he's going to win, but it's a cool thing that he got invited anyway. Uh, but, Fred, I've been waiting all week for your breakdown. Have you really? Of, yeah, but because I know this is, is going to turn into something incredible. <laughs> we're just, not. We're gonna let No, we're going to let this play out, and then we're going to get into the Alabama getting into the playoff. But I don't want to go there yet. I want to get just your immediate reaction, how you felt going. Well, we know how you felt going into the game. Yeah, we talked about it last week. I, I, but how you felt watching that game and then uh, the fact not only that they won but then got into the playoff. Uh, just give me your overall synopsis of how you felt about the game in general well, first. Well, our final game, SEC Championship out of 18 on CBS. I thought that the crowd, the stadium, uh, pregame and everything was electric as usual. Uh, I knew it was going to be a bittersweet night because of uh, I am a huge fan of CBS and how, they hand, how they've handled the SEC Championship game in years past. It has a national championship feel it really does uh and always has um and uh i i went into the game thinking you know hey bama has does find different ways to win in different games but i wasn't sure if it was going to come together against a team that knows us so well uh like kirby and uh and some of the the players and the momentum that Georgia has had against us and uh to start the game off you know I, I thought it started like it would Milro didn't uh have a great first quarter by any means I thought Beck looked a little loose I did think surprisingly that we were winning and and really one of the biggest keys of the game we won the trench battle 
We were bullying them in the line. We were able to run the ball with with. Uh, and, and then I find out at the beginning of the game that our starting running backs out. <laughs> Funny as that may seem, is I almost feel like that could have been a positive for us to a certain extent in this matchup, um, because McClellan seems to dance around a little bit. I know he can catch the ball. I don't think that was in our game plan for our running back to roll out and catch balls. And I thought that Jam Miller and 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 our uh, and Williams they played fantastic uh, running the ball. Uh, and I thought that we bullied them up front. I thought our defensive line bullied them. I thought Carson Beck. I completely agree with that. Yeah, Carson Beck hasn't. If you really think about it, he and and I we know about their schedule a little bit, mm-hmm. but they've never really had anyone touch him very much or hurry him, for that matter. He's kind of had his cake and eaten it too, and for him to be hurried uh, and who Dallas Turner's come on really strong this year. Better than Tuna and I both thought that he would. Oh, it's a complete uh, night and day from last season. It is. It's night and day. And we had him thinking about us more than he was thinking about his plays. Um, But nevertheless, still had a couple touch, had a touch around. Also, as the game went on, I found it that I started seeing them not get tired, but it seemed like that they were hiding a few injuries that they really hadn't shown. I thought McConkey started getting beaten up, and his injury was worse than it. It progressed uh, throughout the progressed. game. Same with Bowers. Same with Bowers. Mm-hmm. I'm not making excuses. I think we pushed Bowers <laughs> of around. You're not a little. making excuses. I, I think we pushed Bowers around a little bit, but really, in a nutshell, our game came down to two huge, long field drives: a six-yard drive, a six-play drive. For a touchdown that was about uh, seven or, or eighty yards, and then a seven-yard drive that was seventy-five yards. Time of possession, we both were pretty even on that. And then, but those two drives really took a lot out of Georgia, and that impressed me. That Milrow was finally able to run. He broke that first down. And then he started loosening up. and He was it, very good. It felt like the whole game loosened up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then a costly turnover by Georgia in their end of the field. Next thing you know, uh, we're up going into halftime. We got momentum. We come back out. And it only took, you know, a few good drives from, from Bama to hold on to the football we didn't. We only had three penalties for twenty-five yards. It was a clean game. Uh, our field goal kicker did what he needed to do, and I thought our special teams played well. Um, uh, I, I that's really it in a nutshell. I mean, it, it was an exciting game, but we just pretty much beat them up on the line of scrimmage, and I did not think that we could do that. And uh, our offense and defensive line should be should have been the MVP of the game uh, because Milrow had a decent game. He didn't have a great game. And I thought our running backs did well to step up in a game that they haven't had to step up in, the two that, that we utilize. So uh, what do you got, Tuna? No, I'm with you. I thought I thought Milrow played a really good game, man. I, I thought I I thought it was a clean game. I I he impressed the hell out of me in that game. I mean, I've seen him look good 
too. I've I've seen all shades of Milrow, I guess, throughout the season, as you have too. Right. We have we've seen him grow up a lot throughout the season, and he's he's hitting his stride. And but against an opponent like Georgia, and I I hate saying like an opponent like Georgia because I still don't think Georgia has really proved anything this season. Right. You know what right. I mean? Um, I was surprised that we were able to find to find ways to exploit the DBs that the, I respect so much. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like they were even hard, like even on a on a twenty yard pass play slant or whatever that they were given ten yards cushion, mm-hmm. and I know maybe that's because Milrow was able to run and we were able to run because of us pushing them back on the, the line. W- the way Georgia started out running those double spies, right? We're sticking there watching him, and they were really keeping they him were, contained on the run. Were. And then Saban made an adjustment. Exactly, really, the passing once, game opened up a lot. It really did. Once he made that adjustment, and Milrow got that first mm-hmm. and uh, that that uh, third down uh, for fifteen yards. It seems like, oh, okay, this is what we're going to do now. And I, I think Milrow was and able to recognize changed. a lot of stuff throughout that game. Right. I, that's what I'm saying. I thought he played a great, smart game. Right. Um, the one thing that's scary about Bama right now is that we are able to win in different ways. Uh, that that we are like a Swiss Army knife to an extent. And that's because of all the crap we've had to deal with throughout the season and it seems like if we if we want to throw you deep, we can at times. If we want to run the ball, we can. And then with Milrow being able to do what he does, Tommy Reese needs to be uh, uh, both of our assistant coaches, offensive, defensive, did a great job, I thought, as well, uh, making adjustments. And, and Tommy Reese has improved if more than anyone on our team uh, as far as his play calling and finding ways to get Milrow involved. Um, but I, I have to tell you that our defensive line and offensive line really, really impressed me. Uh, they Your played... center, um, was it 56? What's his name? He got worked throughout that game. And I felt <laughs> so sorry for that kid. And it goes to show how good every other player on that offensive line was because they covered his ass throughout. Right, right. And, and Boygway and, and, yes. uh, and, and Lantham. Was it Mc, McMillan or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other two got all SEC and made uh, the CBS All-American team. So they're the two guys uh-huh. on the ends Yeah, uh, that are our bread and butter. Uh, but, yeah, and, and you know um, – I, I, you know what I say about Kool Aid. Uh, he's made every freaking All American team. How I have no idea. I think yeah, he's I the feel most like he's overrated All Name team. Oh, guy I think he's it. one of the most overrated players this season in college football. Yeah, I thought last year he was really good. He was this yeah. year, not at all. They had to drop him off special teams uh, on re- returning punts. The 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 star on our in our backfield is Terion Arnold by far. Is he a transfer? Uh no. No, he's a he's a red shirt sophomore. Okay. And uh the and uh the freshman Caleb Downs had a great game uh in, in as a playing safety back there, I thought, and he has really come around. He's gonna be the next Minka Fitzpatrick for sure. Um, but anyways, guys, it was great. Uh, we, we, it was, uh, one of those games that just hell one, once Milrow ran those two 
you know, you're wondering when you got Georgia right there at the end in the fourth quarter, you're like, man, all he needs is two first downs. And that huge run that Milrow had was just the play call was the first time they've ever ran that play all year. As we talked about where they had a couple of them plays and it was a fake pitch. Milrow grabs it and it seals the game, which was huge because Georgia gets the ball back. Hey, man, it can, we could be talking about a whole different thing here. Uh, so th- those two first downs uh, with, with about uh, six minutes to go were huge. And I'm happy. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you who's not happy. Um, <laughs> no, my favorite thing of the weekend, I think, was, and I know we're going to get into this, when Michigan found out that they were playing Bama and the the, the look on the players' the faces, Harbaugh. instant defeat. Like, it, it how? Was, it like was very they were, weird. You talk about wind out of the sails. I'm, say, I'm saying, if I'm a, a, a player for Michigan, and I found out that we're playing Alabama. I'm excited. I'm like, hell yeah, let's go, let's do it. Right. Those guys look like what the hell? Yeah, I think they were surprised that Florida State got left out for one thing, and I thought that they were kind of thinking like I they were. I feel like by the time that they drew it, everyone was about ninety percent sure yeah. that what it was going to be. We right. just talked about like the crazy scenario that like. Florida State would get in over Bama. Right, and, and I know, that's what and I I know we're going to get scenario. into all yeah. this, but I can tell you this: after the Bama game, at, at, when when we were all sitting around the in the garage bar watching the game, when when it was halftime, and it was three to nothing at half, I looked at everyone and said, "I can tell you right now, Alabama's in," based on the halftime score alone. That uh, I knew that 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 committee is like Bama not only beat Georgia but they beat them pretty not handily but they beat them it wasn't as close no as the it was score uh, looks. it was a one sided game I felt like yeah. For, yeah and for them to not for Florida State to not have any points and look so bad the quarterback and Louisville to look so bad don't forget Louisville's coming off a loss to Kentucky at home. Uh, and for both those teams, that neither one of them helped each other out. Put it that way. And I know we're going to get more into this. but um. Yeah, because my question then would be, did the committee then go back last week and go, well, Jesus, I mean, it took a miracle on 4th and 31 for I get it. Alabama to beat an awful Auburn team. Right. And you can't look back in the old history. You can't look back. If you look back, the 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 Bama Auburn game has decided a team in the playoff, if not the national champion, many times more than Ohio State Michigan has because they ain't won but once. Mm, so not, trust me, but SEC but they're bias. not allowed to go back and and they're not allowed as far as that committee's concerned. They are not allowed to go back and think of the kick six and things like that. They are not allowed to go back and think of. It's well, no, hard. I'm not but, asking him to go back to no, kick six. I'm asking him to go back. I'm asking him to go back one week. week okay, one and week. go just like you asked him I to go it. back and look at Louisville one week ago, but we can't yeah. go back. And then you can go say that they went back and looked at Georgia a week ago versus Georgia Tech, which they did not look good in that game. Right. And Georgia fell down to six. You right. know, five. 
Wasn't it? Or and, five or six. And then Florida State, like, why didn't – if they were – and I'm playing devil's advocate Exactly. Here. I get it. I'm playing devil's advocate here. But why didn't the committee, when their quarterback got hurt, if they were going to use that as the – Oh, I agree with – I know what like, you're going to say. Why didn't they immediately go, okay, they're now number six? Yeah, that's what I'm saying because – if they're going to rank these teams of what they say we're going with the best teams, obviously Georgia, Georgia would be a would, favorite over Florida State. Right. Georgia would be a favorite over Texas and Michigan. Or not Michigan, but Washington right now. I, I truly believe I that. Know, I know. I'm not saying that they would just beat them. I don't even know I, if I, they'd stand a chance. Like, I, I – I really don't. No, like, I, I know what you're saying. Why didn't Florida State, when at the end, when they came out with all the teams, mm-hmm. why was Florida State fifth and not sixth if they felt like that the quarterback was such a – was if they felt like they were not going to beat any of yeah. these teams. How did Georgia fall all the so, way to So, six? Georgia falls to sixth. <laughs> it makes no sense. Even though we think no. Georgia could maybe beat every team th- that's in it right to now. To add another aspect to it, you know how the group of five, that what they consider the best group of five team, automatically gets in a New Year's Six Bowl. Why did Liberty, who beat absolutely well, nobody, you didn't hear about how they did that? They had the the committee had to go over all that. I think SMU vote. deserved that spot. Well, they had they went back and forth and had to vote, had to just like they did the four teams. Mm-hmm. They had to pick between those two teams, and it was so close. I tell you said. what, they asked if, him. If I watched SMU that stuff and Liberty all day. played each other, that would be a twenty plus point spread. Right. I, I honestly right. believe that. So they're not taking the best team. In that scenario, they took the most deserving team. Hey, they didn't want to get on the wrong side of God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is, it is, you know, the whole thing's kind of a mess. Uh, it's college football. But, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. When you beat the number one team, forget the 23-game winning streak and all that that Georgia had, but if you beat the number one team in the country – I feel like the, and you beat them by 10, or not by 10, but it felt like we beat them by 10 or uh, whatever, that you almost have to get in there. And the way that Florida State just looks so bad, and it's easy to vote them out with a, th- with a third stringer. But that third stringer would not be playing right. in the playoff. Now, well, which I, I, but it, how do you know? It's concussion protocol. How do you know that day? Cleared. But ha- no, wait a minute. That day, uh-huh. how do you know if he's going to play or not? Well, well how do you know Jalen Milrow's gonna, not going to fall gonna, well, that's true. That's true, but that's not in the criteria. What's going to happen? What's well, ha- you're saying what, what they're looking at is you're no. At I'm not making hypotheticals. I'm saying the quarter rotomakers out. The freshmen's in that day yeah. when they make that vote. Yeah. If the game was tomorrow, right? But but, but the game's in a that, well. The that's in a why you can't month. say that Michael Penix is going to die in a plane crash tomorrow. Same difference. But what I am saying is, is that day Rotomaker is out. Uh, who's to say Xavier Worthy is going to play for Texas? They probably lied their asses off and said, "No, his leg ain't broken. He's good to go." He if just they had did, a little, that's a smart move. He had a flimsy thing, and then Texas is in. Well, it doesn't matter because, because Xavier th- Worthy's a first-team All-American wide receiver. You don't think that that's he's they're going to need him? They were putting Bam in regardless, and you couldn't put Bam in without putting Texas in. So, like exactly, that, and that, that's what I think a lot of people don't right. understand. Yeah, that's you, right. If you're going to put Bam in. 
You have to put Texas in. And Texas helped them out with that. They dominated teams. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you have to. And that's where I'm wondering why Florida State is whining so much. It's not whining. I well, think they're they have whining a right now. They're they whining a, today. Dude, they have a legitimate gripe to be they, upset. They had a gripe. It's four they fucking days do. after. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bama and Georgia have been kicked out as the fifth team six times probably in the last ten years. Yeah, not and when they've I don't even know whining for six days they and haven't went canceling, saying they're going to cancel press conferences. And, and the don't even get me started on the athletic director that screwed his conference anyway we no, know that what that's athletic all about director that was jim phillips the commissioner of the ACC. okay commissioner of the acc okay yeah. well he florida state he had nothing him. to do with that that I was jim phillips did that right well jim screwed up yeah i agree but if you're florida state you do have a gripe i get it you're I, not I just gonna that. get over that immediately i understand dude you if have bama a gripe. got left out you know what kind of show we'd be doing right now no oh I, my no God. i think bama like, was prepared to be left out but were you i really prepared do to be left out well who what the what, who the hell they care about freddie bender i'm saying yeah the fans are i would have been bummed about dude i was bummed last year you had bama in last I year i did i thought i was going look tcu I don't think was a deserving right. team to be in but, there last but year. I ne- they but, weren't the best, and they weren't. They didn't deserve it. Okay? Right. And then now I feel like Florida State's paying the price because they got blasted by uh, Georgia. I get it. I get- so I mean, in what world? Well, they're gonna I- get blasted by Georgia. <laughs> Huh? They're gonna get blasted by. But Georgia. no, I'm saying when TCU got blasted by. Georgia. I know. That's I know. why and Florida State paid the price for that. Right. Right, but you can't get mad at TCU getting blasted then, by Georgia because they blasted Michigan. But I'm just saying they're using that Michigan. injury as an excuse. And I, I, I'll tell you right now, if Jordan Travis played in that game and the score was the exact same, it wouldn't have been. But let's just hypothetical, it was the exact same. Florida State ain't getting in. Oh, you think they're not? If I he don't played, think they are. Now, I don't know about that. What I think thinking? they were going to get an SEC team in regardless. I don't know about that, dude. I, I really think that, I agree. that it, you, you, I mean. I agree with that. Yeah. They I were mean, putting an SEC team an in. An SEC team was getting in. Somebody was getting left out, and it wasn't going to be Texas, and it wasn't going to be Michigan. And. They had to flip a coin between Washington and Florida State, and Washington had a much more impressive they, resume. They also penalized – I think they probably penalized Georgia a little bit, moving them further back because they – It's I don't know whose fault it is, but they were supposed to play Oklahoma this year. They didn't play them. They, so they didn't have that big game on their schedule that everybody else had. Well, they didn't penalize them when they kept them at number one for, I for the last it. several I weeks. I get it. Well, at that point, they ha- – they, Why, why'd they have they had, to? Well, I don't Michigan know. Michigan should have been over top of them. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. They didn't play anybody either. No. Washington maybe should have been up there. They were beating higher-ranked teams the entire time. I thought True. Washington, honestly, I thought there was an outside chance that they would go to number one. Just because they do have I the most. I thought they would, too. That's why I said they were in the driver's seat after the, they won. They have the most wins of anybody against top 25 opponents this year. They have five. Nobody else has five. Um, what? Wait, wasn't Michigan also supposed to? Wait a minute. Michigan was also supposed to play someone, and the game was canceled, just like Georgia. 
I don't know. Yeah, uh, UCLA maybe or something like that. Michigan was supposed to play a team, and that game was canceled. Well, they played UNLV. Right, that, but that's what took the place of that game. That's why I think they ended up playing UCLA because it was a West Coast team. Listen to this. Um, Do you know who, and this gets back to what we were talking about, how LSU only played nine uh, Power 5 teams. LSU's three non-Power 5 games was against Grambling, who's awful, Georgia State, who went 6-5, and five, and Army, who had a decent season. Washington played 11 games against the Power Five. Their two non-Power Five games, both teams, one won their conference, Boise State, and Tulane, which everybody thought was one of the best Power Five uh, non-Power Five teams. Those were their two games against non-Power Fives this year. I didn't year. know Washington right. played Tulane this year. Yeah, and that. they killed them. Okay. Wow. Was um, that like in the first two weeks? Yes. Okay. That's awesome. Damn, Tulane played Washington and Ole, Ole Miss. Billy yeah. Fritz two. coming out swinging, eh? Damn. Um, but well, That's an impressive stat. I did not know so that. Yeah. That's why I thought maybe they might. Well, yeah, Michigan didn't play anybody. At least Bama played Texas. and, and think... Actually, we said that all along, that Michigan and Georgia had two of the crappiest schedules all year long. I have. We, we said it. I called into a CBS national uh, show, yeah. and they compared Georgia and Michigan's schedule against everybody. I have all the strength of schedules uh, written down. There you go. Well, I know Bama's is fourth or third. Hey, uh, well, I'll, hey Jody. Yeah, and I know Oregon's was 66. Jody. Yeah. Who had the toughest schedule in the country this year? The Indiana Hoosiers. <laughs> Holy hell. <laughs> Number one. C- that's I- what scheduling tough will get you fired. <laughs> yeah, <that's-> <laughs> <laughs> can I give the strength of schedule for the top ten teams? Please do. As of now? Michigan, 35th. Washington, 9th. Texas, 13th. Bama, 5th. I was close. FSU, 55th. Georgia, 37th. Ohio State, 7th. Ole Miss, 6th. Missouri, 33rd. And Oregon, 52nd. They were 66 at one point. Yeah. And, by the way, those that Boise State and Tulsa was back-to-back week one and two for Washington this year. Washington won fifty six to nineteen and forty three to ten. Wow, they could be our national champs, guys. I think the reason I that Washington was left out, uh, or not left out, but the, they they didn't get the top spot. It, it had to have been style points because they didn't really blow anybody out except for those first couple, like you mentioned. Um, right. But they they had a whole bunch of one score games down that stretch, right. and, and I think people started to cool down on it, which explains the nine and a half point spread with Oregon, because Oregon was beating the snot out of teams. And don't forget about what's in the criteria. I have it on my phone. I took a picture of it on the TV screen. I when everyone was watching the one o'clock yeah, NFL I games, I watched the whole the breakdown criteria's all been day. Different every season. So no, it has. Yes, it well, has. not what they have in print right there. So they just instituted that new for this year. No, it's always. So been. that's what I'm saying. It hasn't. But mattered. that's why Herb Street and all them were upset because they always have the criteria, but they never follow it. And this year they 
actually followed it. So what I'm saying is you're Florida State. You have a bitch because the one year that they decide to follow right, it, right. you get left I out. I get it. I get and it. And it seems like they only followed it for what yeah, they considered what, the top that's four. What, I know, that's what Fire Mom says. He goes, and, and and this is where everyone in the country, no matter what conference you are, sh- you should agree with what Feinbaum says. He says it's an absolute joke that they will not tell you what went into the whole thing in that committee. They withhold that information. And once they give the 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 four teams, they should come out and tell you what swayed them 100% for each team, they've never done it, and they and they didn't do it this year, and and they know if they did do it, that they would be inconsistent like crazy, and yeah. it would make them look horrible. And well, my whole thing is like Boo Corrigan coming out. The because only, I feel the like only thing I'm, I get upset about is Boo Corrigan comes out and he talks out of both sides of his mouth, and that, I think he's half stone. That's that's what upsets me. But at the end of the day. I go back and I think it was only, what, 10, 11 years ago, we were dealing with the BCS. And as much as you want to complain about what who got left out, this is way better than the that, BCS. And, and let's talk about that for a minute. That's another thing that, that some of these millennials have no earthly idea no. about. Dude, this thing has been crazy for years. Since, since the There's, dawn of college there, football. There, there are all kinds of teams right now. Georgia Tech, uh, oh, Michigan. Uh, let's Kentucky. remember they shared a championship when Charles Woodson had a rose in his mouth. There are teams that have shared championships at least four or five times. UCF, uh, Washington, there Washington has shared championships uh, with Colorado. Uh, there are, I mean, it has been, and then sometimes you had to wait till the the USA Today and the and the, and the uh, AP came, came out. out in the paper to find out who freaking won. And the thing is, you would have who an AP number one for. and a coaches poll number and, one. Right, and one and would be Washington, one would be Colorado, and you're like, okay, we're national champs. <laughs> like, I do miss that crystal ball, though, it, man. Talk about the Wild West. PCS crystal ball up. Right. Oh, yeah. cool. And they yep. both would celebrate after their game like they had won it all, yeah. kind of like Central Florida did mm-hmm. year a few years ago. You know. So what I let mean? me ask you a question. Let's just say – I want to throw a hypothetical. I, I, you d- I want to do one too because okay. we we have to do this because it's been so so blown up this week. The Associated Press they still do a poll at the end of the season, correct? Okay. Yes. So if the Florida AP State and the coaches, let's just say Florida State comes out and completely dog walks Georgia, smacks them by like forty Woo! points. That ain't gonna happen. Do they become the AP number one and and get to hang an, an Associated Press National Championship banner? I'll tell you right now. Well, they'll do what Central uh, Florida did. Well, well, I think this would mean a little more. Oh, it would. I'll tell you right now. If they go fourteen and zero from a major conference and they beat Georgia in the what are they playing the Orange Bowl? Yes. If they win that game, I guarantee you, I'm putting a thing up that says, "Yeah, undefeated." National champs. I don't care what the AP says or the UPI says. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Jeb Wilson just. This uh, is how absurd of a sport college football is. (laughs) If Louisville would have went out there and laid down and and got beat by fifty, we'd be playing in the Orange Bowl right now instead of the. I know it's so weird, and that's and that's so weird. It shows how stupid of a sport it is. It is, but I love everything about how stupid it is. I know, I know, (laughs) I know. The NFL does dumb shit like that. God, you imagine the NFL had a committee? 
Oh, <laughs> like they didn't, they, just like who's going to get in the playoffs? And I ain't trying to. Well, the jump AFC off. West was better than the, I'm the not AFC trying to East. Jump on and... Feinbaum bandwagon, but he's. I think people should listen to him more because he's like committees suck. They're the worst thing you can have in sports as a committee. If the NFL has a committee, I'm voting Pat McAfee for chairman. <laughs> uh, well, here's another uh, hypothetical that Jody and I were talking about last night, I, and I know it's hypothetical, but it. Like, all these people are going crazy and everything about Florida State. What if, and you all are prepared for this because I sent it to you last night. What if, what if Oregon would have, been, and it was a tight game to a certain extent. What if Oregon would have beaten Washington? Now you've got how many one-loss teams in there, and Bama still beat Georgia. Everything happened the same. But Oregon now gets in with one loss. Then Washington has one loss. I what, does Washington just get kicked out like Georgia I did? I think Oregon and Washington, neither one of them make oh it. Oh, my God. Dude, you want to talk about well, the fact crazy. Is, Washington had a great nuts. strength of schedule. What was Oregon's? Oregon Oregon had a pretty bad strength of schedule. All, all 52. 52. Yeah, 52. Yeah. So I think undefeated Florida State gets in over one loss Oregon, and they were putting Bama in no matter what. So Texas had to be I, in with I, them. I think you have to think that maybe Bama would have been out there. Nah, I don't know. I don't. I don't picture a but, world. But what I'm saying is, if Florida State ESPN runs the college football playoff, ESPN has a major financial think, share. I do not think of the SEC. There is no world I'm where not SEC was quite getting left sure out. that there's a bunch of politics involved in this. I really don't. Are I you out of your mind? I don't. <laughs> it's a committee. A committee is politics. That's all I it mean, is. So you think they put Bam in because we're going to bring tons of fans to the Rose Bowl and ratings? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that is one. And well, why good. did they do it last it's year? It's good that for the brand. We would have crushed TCU with ratings and fans. It's why did they do it It's good for the brand. The ESPN Explain just paid billions of dollars Because, for. Fred, Fred, they had an SEC team in the Final Four last okay. year. Wow. That's why. Okay. You. This is what's mind-blowing. Fred believes every conspiracy related to sports in life, but he can't imagine that ESPN has a hand in, and I'm not saying overtly, but it is known. I don't think you can even argue it with a straight face. So you're saying it's just known. They just paid over a billion dollars for these television rights from CBS for the SEC. What's good for their brand is good for their pocket. And and that's, I'm just going to say, like, I guarantee that had a lot to do with it. And as Tuna said, I don't think there was any way on earth that. You don't think that us winning 13 out of 17 national championships made a difference either. It it shouldn't. Right. But it does. But it shouldn't. I don't understand the argument you're making because that should make no. Who cares what happened 17 years ago? Mm Mm-hmm. Like what difference does that make? This is a season make? by season basis. What? I don't even understand what that well, means. Well, you all are relating back to the to the SEC and all of their history and all their. I've never said anything about their history. No, with ESPN. no, I'm saying ESPN just now bought the television rights. That that happens next year. Yes, I'm. Not, we're not talking about 17 years ago. We're talking about next year. 
ESPN paid a billion dollars okay. to broadcast their okay. games. Well, then everything's Look, crooked. If the college football Go well, everything's crooked. was ran by Screw Fox it. Sports, Roll we would have tied. Big Ten and Everything's crooked then. The all, all right. We're going to win. Nobody's We're saying, have our cha- nobody's saying that it's okay. crooked, Brad. Okay. You have I, to – I, I mean, please – Please take a step back off the ledge, for God's sake. I'm sakes. not on the ledge. I'm just saying that, uh, you know, uh, Herb Street and Galloway and, and everyone that's on the, the whole thing is like, never. But they work never, for ESPN. Never, yeah. uh, would, uh, oh my, you know. What is Herb like Street going to say? Yeah. What is Herb Street going to say? I, I'm okay. ESPN <laughs> gave him an extra, a little something in their... Uh, no, Christmas but it, if you don't believe that there that that is even Can't go on a TV possibility the of there being po- politics involved yeah. in this, I don't know what okay. to tell I you. Mean, I'm, okay, I mean, okay, no and maybe there was, but when you score three points in the first half of a game that you're supposed to be uh, one of the, the top four teams in the country, politics wasn't involved in that. Did they well, win? Now hold on, because Florida State put up more yards than Michigan did against Iowa. That is a fact. With a third-string quarterback, Michigan was playing their damn starter. Well, why they pick Michigan, man? (laughs) They're not affiliated with the uh, SEC uh, or ESPN. So, I mean, (laughs) don't step back in the wrong direction on your argument. I don't think I am. No, he's he's making his point. I'm just saying Michigan ain't like the SEC. Give me a break, dude. They don't have a contract with ESPN. Do they? Don't look dumbfounded. They don't. That's not at all what we were just arguing. I'm making a hypothetical argument with you. It doesn't matter. Florida State got screwed because they couldn't score enough points and their quarterback got hurt. Jeff Wilson just declared for the draft. They're going to get their asses drummed. I'm putting 500 on it. So it doesn't matter. Florida State needs to move on. Get ready for basketball season. End of story. Yeah, I, I almost want to get in a time machine next year, and I would love for Bama to be in this exact position. We were last year, and, and I never said shit about it. I took it like a man. That is not true. It is true. <laughs> I never, I never carried. Oh, maybe when it was when it happened that day. I was like, dude, I thought we could have gotten in. Tuna had our back. Da, 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 da. After I, that, I watched the goddamn Bengals play. I'm going to say the like big, it was over. The big difference here is you guys didn't go undefeated last year. You lost two games. Like, perfection. Like, when you, what do you tell your guys when you tell them to go play their ass off? And, I, I get it. I've heard and, it all, all yeah. week long. I'm just saying, they have a right to be upset. I You're understand that. No, I'm, no, no, no. I'm telling you, I already told y'all an hour ago on this show that I under I understand why they had a right to be upset. They went undefeated. I get it, but they look like shit going undefeated in the day that they needed to look good, and they didn't. And that is on the criteria. And there's never been a team that's went undefeated to have a quarterback that was hurt to have that happen to them. But it did for the first time. What and happened? unfortunately, that's the last time. What happened? Because there's going to be a 12-team playoff moving forward. What happened when Ohio State won the national championship with the third-string quarterback? 
the first time of the CFP. I will CFP. say he did put up 50 points. He, put a, he beat Wisconsin 56 to nothing. Yeah, and, and I think that Wisconsin coach should have been shot but I because think, he went up like a little bitch the, against them. Trust me. Boy, he I'm put have his a, head between his legs. I Fred, called into move a talk back show from the microphone. I called that uh, the talk show on that. I'm gonna it have was a, absolutely ridiculous. I'm going to have a ball editing this. I almost went down this. there and pimp smacked Barry Alvarez in his little fat face. Beep, that's beep, what beep, happened. Beep, beep, yeah, that's because they, they Missouri or Wisconsin folded like a cheap suit. Okay. When that third stringer came in and Dominic, you want to talk about a team that laid down for another team in their conference to get in? That's when it happened. God, we need to put this on YouTube. That's uh, when it happened. And y'all don't so want to talk about it. I know the history of that. It did happen. I know. I think it's to hilarious. Seventeen years ago. Yeah, every time y'all get into an argument that you're losing, y'all start whining and talking about blah 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 blah. Losing. Blah. Yes, yes. what? Because that is what happened. Cardell Jones dusted them, shouldn't have. They folded their head in the first quarter like little bitches and got drummed in the Big Ten championship game. And then Ohio State, who was way out on the outside looking in, they were getting ready to be voted out. And they rolled in, and hey, they did what they did magnificent stuff. They went in and won their two games and beat us. And hey, I know ne- I didn't complain about that. Oh no, Ezekiel I'm Elliott sure. was the best player on the field, by the way. Anyways, so uh, but Florida State has a hell of a good defense. They, I, I mean, I, I mean, their I best guess, player, their best player is, isn't their quarterback. I mean, you know, it's, their defense held Louisville, whose quarterback couldn't throw for 50 yards and a I mean to nothing okay their defense is great I'll believe it when I see it y'all want to put your money where your mouth is bring I don't it, know put your what, money what, what, against what, Georgia what, what is my where's my mouth at that's what I want to know like my money where my mouth is you all no you what, not you uh, all tell me it's like where what what have I been arguing about that you're like so upset about? I'm not what <laughs> I'm upset what? that you all are bringing politics into it I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, politics are involved because Donald Trump is blaming Ronald Ron DeSantis for uh, <laughs> for State being no. left out. And today, Ron, Ron DeSantis no. just announced that he's no. going to use a million dollars of Florida taxpayer money to sue the college football playoff no. committee. No, what it is is well, every time he, we have an argument, he did. He did. That that is out there. I saw that today. Whatever. It's me against the fucking world. It's not you yeah, against it is. the world. Yeah, it is. Like what? Like what am I arguing nothing, against you? Nothing. At? Just I, no. It, what point am Florida I? Florida State's with you? gonna play Georgia, and we'll see what happens. I'm excited about the games. I'm glad they picked the four teams that they. Played. I am I've too. I've said that multiple times. I am too. My only argument is you saying Florida State fans need to quit bitching. And I because feel like it's been five days. It's over. I would bitch for They're six straight months in. if I was a Florida State fan. Really? And yes, dude, okay. there you went undefeated. And there are, I, I hear you. If you don't think based there on are the criteria, they didn't get in. <laughs> but there's no real criteria. We, okay. We've already touched on that. 
I, I get it. Other teams, same thing has happened. It's all happened before. I agree. And Not I that. that seems, but, but, Not that. That's I never know. happened Auburn before. Auburn got left out of a BCS going 13-0 and in, what, 2004. Right? They were uh, Oklahoma and uh, USC played for a BCS championship game that year. And, but wasn't Auburn on probation that year? No. 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 That was years ago. Mm-hmm. That was Tommy Bowden or Terry Bowden. Yeah. Well, um, Tommy Tuberville was coaching. Well, but the- this was before the – before the, the CFP. Yes. Yeah, this was yes, the yes, 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 yes. This was oh, God. Well, yeah, hell, there were yeah. teams that went undefeated, I think, all the time back then mm-hmm. that didn't get voted in or however the hell they did it back then. CFP started in 2012. It was politics back then. Auburn didn't get in. Well, they weren't owned by whoever BCS. I know. These TV rights, man, they're I, I they're mean, you joke, but it business. does play a big, big, big pull they're in big this. big business. Thing. I mean, how how's anyone gonna uh, how's anyone gonna hold anything true anymore? Then I mean, I, I mean, you know what I mean. Honestly, here I am, I could care here less. Here I am crying in front of the TV because I want my CBS, and y'all are telling me that that the that the crooked bastards at ESPN uh, got let us in because of our contract. Well, that's not exactly what we said. Pretty right? much in a nut bag, in a nutshell, yes. Nutbag, nutbag is is correct. <laughs> in a nutbag, I would I would say there is there is certainly a nutbag down here, uh, and I can't wait to have Fred come over and help me edit this freaking thing tomorrow because it's going to be beep 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 beep. Ah, it's a podcast. You can say that. Ay ay ay. We have we have young children in the audience. Oh, poor kid. <laughs> <laughs> no, but see, what did I say before we went into this? I said, I want to turn Fred loose because yeah, I know this is going to turn into something fantastic. It, did. it and, didn't go the way that I thought. And though. what happened? The thing that he's upset about, that's what? what surprised me the most. No, what it came down to is you two teaming up and We're saying that the up. SEC and ESPN are crooked. No. We share an opinion. That is that most likely that logical. Politics, maybe. But no. but I'm believing that the college football is wholesome. And <laughs> <great>. <laughs> now that is the funniest thing yeah. that's ever been oh, said I on this podcast. I want all these podcast. college kids to make money and be successful for their 19th year in college. So that is some rich old white dudes that, that run these schools. That is the funniest well, like thing this, I've ever heard. I want, I want uh, college Nicks to transfer to Hawaii and surf and do well there and get on a, a, a Volcom contract for NIL. Uh, yeah. If he Boy, finds that's it wholesome. Then that's for wholesome it. for college football. Hey, Travis. Yes. Can we ask Santa for something real quick? Please. Can he bring us cameras? Because this needed to be on video tonight. Oh, I know. I mean, just just the look on Fred's face would have made a, a million viral YouTube followers. I just don't know what, like... I, well, I what know. do you mean it, you don't know? I just told you what I, got me amped up. I know. Apparently, it just... I hit well, a nerve. But I'm just saying, out of all the things I expected you to I, be mad about, like, that that was the one that really well, what did, surprised me. What did you me. think I was going to be upset I, about? I, I mean, have no idea. I thought you were going to go off on, like, kids transferring like, dude, right Like, no, or, the first day and the second day, what. I was like, man, Florida State, they, you know, they got screwed. Then everyone in America and in Haiti and France broke down why they didn't get in 
Everybody yeah. in, uh, in in the world has broken down. We got listeners in Belgium that I'm sure broke it down for three days. Yeah, I and hate then, even talking and, about and, it now. And now they're now they're saying that they're gonna ban, uh, not do now they're gonna uh, uh, not do a press conference for the bowl game and this and that. and it's getting a little bit ridiculous. When a lot of the experts that have went through are explaining to you that you had a injured quarterback and he's still injured. Who won't be playing. And, or like, and, and, he's going to be playing. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. He okay. might get hit by a tark bus tomorrow. <laughs> but we'll see what happens. No one's even questioned the Texas uh, wide receiver um, who is an All-American. And by the way, who's dusted Bama twice. And uh, uh, it, it doesn't even matter. And, and I'm just saying that, that and, right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, and then when you throw politics into it, when everyone in the world's trying to say that that was not involved, like even the main people on ESPN are preaching that if that happens, they're out of college All right, sports. I felt like we've beat the shit out of this dead horse. The same argument. So, that- dude, so is Florida State. For God's sake. Okay. I mean, Jeff Wilson just went for the draft. He ain't worried about trying to amend for his team, is he? The All-American wide receiver. He just said, the hell with it. I'm going in the draft, baby. I'm not going to try to prove that we were the best team with my brothers and beat George's butt. Why would he? Oh, God. I don't. I would. Why would he? I would. Yeah, I would have. Okay. My coach and my uh, chancellor and my whatever felt so strongly about it. I'd be like, "Oh well, let's 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 beat them and and and, and prove to everyone." And what happens? What we did. What happens if he runs out there in a game that is essentially meaningless now, and the first play uh, of the game, he he explodes his knee. Hypotheticals. Well, yeah, it's a hypothetical that is very realistically I could get happen. It. I mean. It and was his, a hypothetical when Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy could have went for the draft, but they decided to play and that's because a, they wanted to beat Michigan's tush. And that's a personal decision. That's a personal right, decision. Right, But this is more of a heated decision because of what's going on all week with their team. Yeah, and I would just say, you know. Give up. We we won and our 13 games. Give up. We did everything that we could do. Uh, but they're not saying that they're still complaining about it and, and whining. And I'm not talking about on the, on the airwaves. Who cares? I get it. But that's all Bama and, and Auburn and Georgia people do uh, on the 5 on show is complain all the time. I get it. But yes. this is saying that they're going to forfeit press conferences and all this stuff that's going a little bit deeper than just fans ste- blowing off steam about First it. First press conference was just canceled, by the way. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's a little ridiculous. And the, There's and the, been rumors floated around and, and, that they're just going to boycott the game completely. And boycott the game completely? Give me a goddamn break. That's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. All right. Please I'm don't, telling you. Please, that, don't, please don't shout in the microphone, Fred. I mean, that's just yeah. ridiculous. If you all don't agree with me on that, you all are crazy, too. It's 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 absolutely ludicrous. Okay. It is. No, I'm not. Dude, I'm done arguing with you because we're obviously completely different see, sides I of the see, fences. I want to see and all me, the... I could say whatever, and you're not going to agree with me. You can say whatever. I'm not going to agree with you. I think it's just, I just can't it's believe. over. I can't believe So you can he's... sit there and get mad as shit all you I want. Am. 
Not, no shit. I'm just saying it, it. It. It's college football, man. It's freaking absurd. And fan bases and schools, like you got to understand, like this is not. It doesn't just affect the national championship or them playing in the Final Four. You're talking about like an economy, like how much money, like Tallahassee would make from this. You know what I mean? It's there's economic benefits to making this final four. And I understand why people affiliated with the city, the town and the school are upset. And I feel like they have every right to gripe. So they're gonna, you're madder than they are about them being upset that right. they are about missing. It. No, they're going to forfeit. They're going to forfeit the game versus Georgia and make nothing. That's a rumor. And we don't know that. For but what sure. if they do? If they do, then, then that's bullshit. Right. I agree okay. With you. Okay. Okay. But then, that's, that's a rumor. I'm not going to yell that's into a microphone or the clouds or the ground because I mean, of a hypothetical that may or may not well, happen. Well, it's all hypothetical at this point. That That's the key word of all this, hypothetical. It's all been hypothetical. And if I was a uh, projected high draft pick and I played at Florida State right now, mm-hmm. I would say, it's been real. Thank you very much. I'll see you at the draft. I would. I would transfer to Louisville because obviously they need some freaking help. Uh, I didn't see Jeff Wilson do much catching anyway. He uh, has been, game, I feel so. like, the most overrated receiver this year. He is nothing but tall. He can't run a route. Uh, I don't know. I'm just not big on the guy. Uh, he makes a lot of catches because he's six foot seven or six five or however tall he is. I don't. I didn't know. see Coleman making catches either. I know they weren't getting balls thrown. To well, them. yeah, I was about to say that kid like throwing it off the ground, and unless they like catching bounce passes, they weren't going to catch a whole lot. Well, Tuna, you uh, you got a new person in the transfer portal, didn't you? Yeah, Tyler Shuck. He's going to be really good. You need to shut up. <laughs> on his seventh <laughs> seventh team. He's going to be really good, and we're excited yeah. about it. Is he going to be like 29 years old? Yes. 38-year-old yes. journeyman. Yes, he's well-rounded. <laughs> he's older than Christian Okoye. But you know what? He's only played in 23 games. <laughs> I was trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> you can't Holy lighten smoke. the mood on the transfer. And we paid program. money for him. <laughs> so... Um, Whatever. I don't know. I give up. So, okay. That was fun. I'm in a good mood. I just found a pineapple high noon that I thought I'd spilled on the back deck. I am extra happy again. So, that was fun. Uh, I'm sure. And, I... and, and you know what's funny is more stuff's going to happen the next two, three, four, five days. Now, if if I had to, uh, and I want I want Jody to chime in on this, too. Uh, right off top of your head, Tuna, who plays the national championship game? Uh, I don't, man. All right, I think Alabama is going to beat Michigan. I really do. I don't. Um, I don't foresee that being a really, really that close of a game. Michigan has yet to prove that they can do anything in the playoffs. Um. Texas, I want to see who's playing and who's not. Um, I feel, and I know that you're going to get mad at me on this here, Travis. I do feel like Washington is very similar to TCU last year, and I don't. It's just when you watch them, you just don't find them overly. I just don't find them overly impressive. 
because they have yet to put up a lot of style points. I'm going to go with Except Texas. that they just keep winning. Yeah, they do. They keep winning. Against all these ranked I, teams. They do. And TCU did the same thing, even though they lost the Big 12 championship game. We know that. But they they still kept winning somehow. And I think you have a weird thing with Washington this year where you just haven't like they they've played as consistently well. They haven't blown it. They haven't I've blown them a lot hang of hang on to the threads too many times late night and it's like it's like you, you dial in to watch Washington play and you expect this big top five performance and I don't feel like I've gotten that except for maybe this oh. Oregon, the two Oregon games. What I will say In the is, first Oregon game, I don't know if it was that big of a performance. The second one, for sure. Oh, that first Oregon game, I think was the best they played all year. Yeah, okay. Uh, but I will say this. I do think Washington, and it was, it was the same mm. way last season. I feel like Washington plays to their competition – as much as any really good team that I've ever watched. And I expect Washington, this just me personally, I expect them to play their best game of the season against Texas. Is that good enough to to win? I will not say. I feel like But I expect that game to be down to the wire, fantastic. Uh and I can't wait for that. I'm I'm with you. I think Alabama is going to beat Michigan by 10 points. The Washington, Texas, go back to that. The thing is, like, I look at that game, and I don't think either team is going to get out coached. I think you have two excellent coaches there that <coughs> I, I don't know. I, this one's tough. Right now, the, the early line on that is four points, Texas. I saw. Um, I don't, I don't know. This one needs further. Right now, shooting from the hip, I'm going to take Texas. So you've got Texas and Alabama. Texas and Alabama. Jody, who you got? I think Alabama beats Michigan. I think the Washington-Texas game is – I'm excited to watch that. I think the country wants Alabama and Texas rematch. But I'm going to say Washington-Alabama for the championship game. And that's what I have too. I have Washington-Alabama – in the championship game, which I think, for from a selfish standpoint, obviously I've rooted like hell for Washington all year, but from a content standpoint for this show, I think would be fantastic. Uh, my adopted team, Freddie's uh, tried and true team for years. So, Fred, I know you think Alabama's going to win uh, against Michigan. Who do you have? In the Washington, Texas well, I'm game. Well, I'm going to talk about the Bama-Michigan game for a yeah, minute. Yeah, please. I think that uh, I've, I've been in this CFP several times. I do think, not me personally, but I have watched many of them uh, with, with something to cheer for. And uh, I'm going to tell you that experience matters in, in this thing. It's kind of like the Final Four in basketball. Uh, if you, you got to know where you take your team, uh, just down to all the details of travel, where you go, what do you do with your team? How do you get them ready? You better know that Nick Saban knows how to do that. And quite frankly, Jim Harbaugh now knows how to do that. And that is huge. 
Washington and Texas do not know how to do that. They've never been there. They do not know what it's like, and I think that makes a big, big difference. And that's, that honestly is one reason why I was tickled that Washington didn't right, get number right. one because I did not want them to play Alabama I, I in want, that first game. To be game. honest with you, I wanted to play Washington. <laughs> I did not want to play Michigan for that for that reason. Michigan, and, and, and then if you want to know on a, on a crazier scale, Michigan – is way more seasoned than Alabama is. This team has been together. This Michigan team has been together for a couple years. This Alabama team has somewhat been together, but they had a different quarterback last year, blah, blah, blah. You know all about it. That's why Michigan's favored. And the one thing that worries me about this Michigan team is their experience over Alabama. I do think that if we can stop them from running the football, we will win. Well, no shit. Yeah, Bama's not – I mean, Michigan's not going to throw it down the field. They're going to try to beat us with toughness. Here's the thing that worried me, and I know everyone celebrated when they won their national, won their uh, conference championship. I didn't watch Michigan celebrate. I didn't see it. But I can tell you that Bama celebrated like they had won the – the championship of the century. Harbaugh was running all over the field after they beat Well, I was real worried about how Alabama celebrated. And I guess everyone has a right to celebrate like they did. But coming off beating this team that beat you in the national championship and then having to uh, – and beating their 23-game winning streak and everything, and then you come against a Michigan team that you've beaten in bowl games – a few times, I'm extremely worried about this game. Uh, extremely worried. And and I think it's going to be really, really close. But I have bet against Bama enough this year. Everyone that listens to our show knows it. And I'm taking them this time as another underdog. And, uh, and it, I'm telling you, it may go into overtime or come down to a field goal or something. Uh, and then in the next game... Uh, I think that, uh, you know, neither team has experience. They don't know what to expect. Uh, I, I, I am worried like Tuna about Xavier Worthy. I think he's huge. I know that uh, I do think Texas has, well, Washington showed me they have a running game. I didn't know they really had against a tough team. I know that Texas is the better running team in my opinion. And, uh, but I'm going to tell you right now, I have a feeling that Travis is right. And I do think that Washington, because of their defense, playing better than I thought that they have all year against Oregon, I think they're going to come in. And I think a lot of people want Bama, Texas. It may be Michigan, Washington, but I think it's going to be Washington in there. So there, there's my two teams. But I got to take Bama at this point. Hell, I bet against them twice this year on this show yeah and i think going back to the beginning of the season uh if i would have told anybody here that we have a really significant chance of it being alabama and washington were we gonna go to pasadena travis we had considered we were close we had considered it we were close to going to pasadena Uh, i think we had our wives talked into it the uh 
the national championship game is in Houston this year. Is that right? Is it in Houston? Well, to be honest with you, I haven't even looked. That's where the rugby national championship it is. game it's an is. It's NRG Stadium, Houston, Texas. Which is, I mean, that's kind of weird. I mean, I, I guess Houston's if it was the worst city on the face of the earth. I guess if it was a, uh, that is weird. You know, if it's Texas in there, that'd be great for them. Uh, but of of all the places, the big time atmospheres I can think about, you know, New Orleans, classic college football, uh, even Indianapolis, uh, the Rose Bowl. Uh, Well, Phoenix, the Cotton Bowl, I guess, is in Dallas now, right at the uh, Cowboys Stadium. That's but Houston good. seems like a weird place for that, does it not? It it really does. I had no idea it was there. I don't know. I feel like there's been tons of Final Fours in Houston, and and there has I, I been know it's Final different, Fours but like there. it's just. And every time mm. they do a Final Four in Houston. Mm. Everybody bitches about it. Like, this yeah, is the Houston's worst. just an awful This is city. the worst place. You can't get anywhere. No. Nothing's close to anything, uh, which, I mean, that's neither here nor there. But, I, uh, you know, uh, the the so the Rose Bowl is the Alabama-Michigan game. Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl in New Orleans, New Orleans is Washington. Man, that's going to be fun. I can't wait. And we've got a few more episodes to uh, really get in the weeds and break these games down as things, you know, get closer and things get rolling. We'll talk about uh, we'll talk about bowl other bowl matchups that uh, you might find interesting. Uh, another thing, like we talked about before, that would be interesting. I noticed that uh, Caleb Williams already said he's not playing. Against right. Louisville. Right. Uh, you're going to have more of that. So that's going to change the way a lot of these games look. Uh, now, selfishly. You got to wait till the end to make these bets. I was looking forward. Yeah. They're game day bets. To that matchup because I wanted to see Caleb. But I get it why he's not playing. I totally understand. Um, but uh, we will get into all that stuff uh, as we get closer. Um College basketball is uh, ramping up. The NBA is having the uh, the in season tournament for the first time. I just want to give a quick shout out to the Indiana Pacers. Let's uh, go Pacers for making the semifinals. The semifinals tomorrow. Uh, the game against the Celtics the other night, and I'm sorry, Ike, but uh, that was an electric atmosphere and one of the. More fun Pacer games. It's in Vegas, right? It is. Yeah, it's in Vegas. Uh, And it has been a. You want to talk five minutes about it? Sure. I think it's been fantastic. I think that the in season tournament is something where casual NBA fans are like, what? What the hell's going on? Well, they're painting the floor. Uh, wearing different uniforms. Uh, what's what's going on? Are they going to play a little harder? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, the uniforms are fantastically cool. The floors are a little crazy, but cool. Everybody knows when there's a tournament game because of the floors. And the other teams sometimes don't even play games while the other ones are going on. So they get to watch 
They're watching it at home. It's it's crazy. And it's kind of weird. And uh, the players are playing hard, extremely hard for it. There's no sitting out. It was it was very much a playoff atmosphere. Huge, big time. The Pacers Celtics game the other night. It's a huge success and so far. The the kind of weird thing is, and Tuna was asking earlier today, like he said, is Washington in it? <laughs> they are, in fact, not in it. Uh, but he was asking, what are they playing for? And they're playing for a half million dollars a piece. And we were laughing because, you know, the the big time stars in the NBA, a half million dollars is like their their lunch budget for a month or whatever. But this to guys on the and I do think this, I think guys on the end of the bench. Now, they're making good money, but not everybody in the NBA makes a bajillion dollars like your superstars do. And I think guys are playing hard for guys at the end of the bench. Right. A half million dollars make would that, make that, a big they difference really are. to some of those guys. Yeah. And the fan bases have gotten into it. Um, it's a competition, so they're getting competitive. And it's I think <laughs> as, as it's gone on, it's become... It's picked it's, up wheels. Yeah, and it, it's become more interesting the games have been very entertaining. Um, it is kind of weird, though. A couple that great fl- players that are under the radar that have been low-key players have blossomed. Tyrese Halliburton, shout out to him, who's, I told Jody tonight, I think might be the best right now, might be the best offensive player in the NBA. The front runner for MVP at this point. Um, but it is kind of weird that. And no one, a name named Ter- Tyrese Hall- Halliburton, not many people know him. Right. Um, if you, well, the championship game, which I think is on, let's see the semifinal. I think the championship game is on Saturday. Um, but that game does not count officially for your record or like just We've been talking hypotheticals all night. Let's hypothetically imagine that Tyrese Halliburton has the greatest game in the history of the NBA for the championship. He scores 65 points, gets 15 rebounds, and has 12 assists. None of those stats count officially in the NBA. Right, okay. which I think is kind of it's kind of weird. Yeah, and not to mention LeBron ha- is is playing. For a 38-year-old is playing fantastic basketball uh, and has his team there. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, I think it's going to be super cool. I never thought the Lakers would be there by any stretch of the imagination. Well, I don't think anybody but thought. he's the, literally carrying. I don't think anybody thought the Pacers were going to be there. Right, I mean, and that's what's cool. And, and what about uh, Zion's got his team there? Yep. Which is cool, uh, with too. Brandon Ingram and some other great stars that people haven't seen how good they really are. Um, and it is weird. Uh, the first game tomorrow night is, I believe, 5 o'clock our time. Their games are at like 5 and 8. So who's the four teams? Let's list, uh, list them. Indiana, Milwaukee. Uh, Indiana versus the Bucks, And then the Lakers and... Uh, Zion's team. Yeah, uh, uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, Pelicans. Yeah, the Pelicans. Yeah. Uh, so those are the four teams. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, 
Check out their uniforms. They're so cool. Some of them and are really cool. I don't cool. know what. I, I assume that Vegas, they're going to do something cool with the court design. Oh, I'm like, sure. I think that'll be neat. Um, but that'll be neat. Uh, like I said, the games are tomorrow. The semifinals at 5 and 8. This podcast, if you're listening to it tomorrow, well, it should be out by about 2 o'clock. So it should give you fair warning to, if you have a chance to turn it on. Even I'm if you're not a hickory jacket <laughs> even if you're Hickory not a typical starter. nba fan i think you would get a kick of the, the basketball has been very high level it should be a lot of fun we're taking tuna to a pacer game this year i would love to do that i've it's, been to, I've been to a pacer game um and then quickly uh to the nfl i did want to say that uh i noticed uh jody back here was wearing his titans sweatshirt tonight which was very next, brave of him because next subject uh, because my colts did what they always do they went down to nashville and showed him who their daddy was like they typically do that's tuna's guys i mean he's right gardner Minshew wins games <laughs> and uh <laughs> he but, finds but, ways but to dude, win games. that that was one of the dumbest nfl games we talked about how dumb that Iowa-Nebraska game was. This game was dumb for different reasons. Guys making huge mistakes, guys making big plays, coaching decisions that made no sense. Uh, somehow the Colts ended up winning at the end. I'm not even really sure how it happened, but uh, that was fun. The you know the Colts are still theoretically could you, make the playoffs. Do you want me to remind you of how that happened? How about the two block punts? Well, yeah, there were two. There were there were two block. The Colts had two block punts, including the second one, where I thought they might have amputated the punter's leg on the block. That like guy's I've never seen anything right like it. Uh, Eagles. Uh, what, what about the Eagles? 49ers. Game? Yeah, the 49ers are a juggernaut. Uh, they looked unbelievable. It sets up a huge game with. Philadelphia and Dallas this weekend. You also got the 49ers and the Seahawks this weekend, which I thought the Seahawks offense was extremely impressive against the Cowboys. They were. Last Thursday. They and, were. And, Matt, isn't that spread like nine and a half or something? I it thought, is. That's, that's I think it's, half is what I'm showing That's going to be a better game than that. Yeah, it's at San Francisco. I, I, I just If that was at Seattle, I'd definitely agree with you. You just never know. I feel like um, I feel like that San Francisco team's hitting on all cylinders right now. That Gino plays loose, doesn't he? He's sometimes, I mean, they're fun to watch, man. Sometimes. I I, I like the Seahawks. I think they're, they're, God, they're a fun Calf, team. But. That guy is a freaking beast. He caught that touchdown the other day, and they uh. clocked him at 23.2 miles an hour. I think the rookie's starting to get going up there, Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's oh, uh, he's true. starting to really understand it. And uh, yeah. the other rookie, Zach Charbonnet, we, we've got to see him a lot since uh, Kenneth Walker's went out, and, and he's been impressive. And we love the rookie on defense, Witherspoon, mm -hmm. another great player. Charbonnet has an uh, opportunity, I think, to be a hell of a good player in the NFL. Yeah, him and Kenneth Walker, too. I mean, it's just his, what, second year, third yep. year? Yeah. Second year, I believe. So, I mean, they got two stud young running backs. Um, neither one of them will get paid because they don't do that. Anymore. Right. And then uh, – What's their record, Seattle? They're seven and – They're 500, I think. They're seven Hang and six. Hang on, I just had it up here. Um 
bear with me just one second. Man. They're six and six. Yeah, six, yeah. man, they yeah. can make a yeah. little. They're five hundred. Did Walker back this week, or did he come back last week? No, he was out last week. I um, think he comes back this week, okay. right? Well, if I was him, I would take another week off because I would hate to try to run on that 49ers defense. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah. I that's think right. If they that's have right. any weak point, it's it's their secondary, and that's not a weak point. That's right. probably their weakest point. But right. that front seven is uh, scary good, uh, probably one of the most talented in NFL history, honestly, if you look well, at I mean, across the board. You just don't go into Philly and like the national game of the week or whatever – and humiliate them like that. I mean, I, I just. Well, there were they, they there were some grown men in there ready to beat each other down. Oh yeah, they were I mean, not happy. I was actually listening to the to the uh, to the Eagles broadcast. I was driving around. I was oh, listening to the, to the Eagles it, it radio was broadcast. Very and choppy. They, they were talking about. Uh, there was a play where a 49er defensive player was on the sidelines, and he took a swipe at an assistant coach or pointed at him or something. Oh, yeah. And they kicked the 49er out of the game. Yeah. And, and, and they kicked – they kicked the coach out. No, they or, kicked the Eagles director director of security oh, who it was? out of the okay. game. Big yeah. Dom, they called him. They called him yeah. Big Dom. And uh, so there I was – I didn't know who he was. I just saw them both leaving. So that was kind of fun. God, uh, yeah, dude. From a fantasy football standpoint, uh, our blockout league is getting down to the wire. Uh, Freddie, is you're still in contention, right? Oh, I, yes. I, uh, my own kicker for the Bengals knocked me out last night, no, on Monday night. <laughs> nine out of ten teams are still win. in contention. Five are locked. Speaking okay. of which, Bengals still alive. Jake Browning looking like the second coming of uh, – Jeff Blake. Uh, Brian Sight. <laughs> Brian, he was a brown. I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just so you know. Um uh and we uh, we'll get into that uh here he in the really next couple me weeks. Something, though. I, hey, I mean that was impressive. They played well. It was unfortunate to see Lawrence go down with the injury. It looks like it might just be an ankle sprain, so he could be back in a couple weeks. It's a high ankle sprain. Yep, we'll have to see. Who's um, your all's wild? Like, give me one wild card team that you think, like someone that's not one of the big, the big four, big five. Like, just a team that you think. There's two could, teams in the NFL that you dangerous. wouldn't think about that I don't want to any. I don't want to play right now in, in any in any fashion. And it's two teams that I never thought that I would say. And it's the Indianapolis Colts and the Houston Texans. Ah, Texans. those are my uh, two teams. Th- too. Those are actually yep, mine too. Yeah, the Texans are hot, and their defense is playing well now. Those are my two so, teams, which is so weird because everybody thought at the beginning of the year. AFC South, I mean, there was no reason to think that it was going to be any good this year. I was the first person that thought the Colts were really going to struggle. But it really and, and, shows, and, to me, what a difference coaching can make. Yeah. And, coaching and, 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 is at the highest – well, really, at any level. But the difference between the Colts last season and this season, the way they approach games, the way they call their offense, the way they – they uh, perform on defense is com- and and the confidence they have, 
And late your past in coach game. is already fired again. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> What's that tell you? I know. And dude, and and just to jump in on the Texans, amazing that Antonio Pierce, we thought was going to be their starting running back the whole time. They found a way to slide S- Singletary, and now they're Alec. real dangerous. Not Alec Damon and Dame. Yeah, yeah. And then they've got Tank Dell, who's not even, he's hurt. Can you imagine Nico when they Collins, get him back? It's well, yeah. It's they just trade off. Jeez, um, it's crazy. One week Nico Collins goes for two hundred. Right. And next week Tank Dell does. And then who's the other guy? Noah or, or who? Who's the guy? Noah, uh, the other wide receiver for them that can get hot for the Texans. Not Noah Fant, but uh, he's a tight end. There's another guy. Uh, I thought his name was Noah something. I don't know. He had uh, fifty fantasy points one day, so he can do something. I don't know. He doesn't play. And that was when he doesn't play for for me. So I don't. I have no idea. (laughs) But uh, guys, quickly, uh, this has been a hell of a show. We have gone about like we normally do. About an hour and forty minutes now. So we're getting ready to wind down. I would like to go around the room. Obviously, no big college games this weekend. I mean, Army Navy, Army Navy, which I love every year. Noah Brown. I love Army Navy every it's, year, um, but I'm not betting on Army Navy. Uh, I always root for a good game. Always a blast watching, and Army I always Navy. love to watch it. Uh, Jody, I'm gonna start with you tonight and get your picks for this weekend's action. It's weird, no college football. I mean, the Army Navy game, obviously, uh, but obviously, all the rest of the games are done. So I'm going NFL and I'm going basketball. I got the Chiefs minus three and a half. I think they're going to bounce back this week. There you go, Tuna. Um, Dolphins minus thirteen over the Titans, and that's a lock. Oh, put the, put the house on it. <laughs> Who was that? Dolphins minus thirteen over the Titans. Ah. And my last one is I have not bet on UK basketball in probably 20 years ever, not one time on a game. And I'm taking UK. I have no idea what the line is, but I'm taking UK and minus the points. Against? They play Penn Saturday at noon. Okay. Tuna. Um, I'm going with um, the Cowboys to cover the three and a half against Philly on Sunday night. Uh, I'm going with Army to cover the three and a half against uh, Navy. And I'm going with the Ravens to cover the seven at home against the Rams. And those are my three picks. And your lock? Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas. All right. Fred? I'm going to do a little basketball here on a couple. Uh, I am going Arkansas getting two at Oklahoma. The Razorbacks. I'm going to go with. Where is it? (laughs) I don't know, Fred. Where is it? I'm going to go with the Bengals. Getting with, with their new quarterback, getting comfortable at home. I think they're getting three and a half now. Unless that's changed against Travis's Colts. No, it's 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 plus it's it's they're plus one. Plus one. There you go. 
And then I am going with Seattle, or not Seattle. I'm going with the, uh, I'm going with the Saints at home over Carolina. All right, give me just a second. I wanted, okay. Uh, Colin is taking the Raiders plus three, the Colts minus one, and then he's got a Freddie Bender special in the Jags-Browns game. He is going under 30 and a half, which seems really low, but I guess with uh, – Man, the look, Jags. Cleveland in the under looks good in that game. Yeah, I mean, with the with the couple Beat, of backup Beathard quarterbacks, wasn't playing and, that he really played okay. Uh, I am taking the Lions minus three. I am taking Houston plus three and a half, and Freddie. The hell with the Bengals. I'm taking the Colts on the money line to come into Paul Brown Stadium or whatever they call that dump these days and stomp a mud hole on a 50-yard line in the shape of a horseshoe. And I'm putting the Colts as my favorite, as my lock. I hear you, Earl Morrill. <laughs> Freddie, Freddie, who's your lock? My lock is the Bengals. No, oh, baby. Somebody's going to win. Somebody's going to lose. Well, fellas, uh, that certainly was an entertaining uh, episode tonight. I hope that we did not uh, blow out the microphones or the speakers during our rather uh, heated debate in the middle of the show. But it was a lot of fun. We thank everybody for listening each and every week. Uh, reach out to us on social media. Uh, can't thank everybody enough that uh, listens, gives us feedback, and so forth. I uh, want to thank Jody on the whiteboard tonight. So for Jody, the big fellow of the tuna country, Matt One Kemp. One thing for you sign oh, out. Yep. Um, Louisville, Kentucky for all the love. Oh, yeah, God. Wait, 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 wait. I jumped the gun signing off. I want to throw it around the room quickly. For everybody, for final thoughts, which I did not do. Thank you, Tuna. Uh, Saturday at 3 p.m., um, Louisville and Kentucky will be playing each other for a rugby national championship. Um, it's on the Rugby Channel, which is an app you can download to a smart TV or a phone, and I do believe that this game's going to be free. So, um, if you got time, tune in and watch it. Go cards. What time is that? 3 p.m. Okay. Same time as the Army-Navy game, which sucks. Jody, you got anything for the uh, final thoughts? I do. Uh, as most of you know, uh, college basketball fans, you listen to the podcast, you know this. It's uh, Jimmy V week. And uh, a good friend of Jimmy V's is Dick Vitale. Some of you love him. Some of you hate him. That's fine. I love uh, him. Dick Vitale was there on stage, helped Jimmy V get up on stage when he made that speech. That said, he's going through his second stint of cancer. He's in remission again. He's resting his voice. He'll be back soon. But yesterday was Dickie V's 44th anniversary at ESPN. Wow. Hmm. 
Hurry back, Dicky V. Yes, cool. yes. I've ha- had the opportunity to meet him twice, and his wife, and they are fantastic people. Uh, I wanted to say that there's a doc that came out Saturday night. Uh, I don't. Know, I know everyone doesn't have Showtime, but we're all around the same age group. That uh, when we were all younger, wearing parachute pants, roller skating, and things of that nature. Uh, we were fans of Mike Jackson, and uh, there is a anniversary documentary that has come out that I have already watched. It, it uh, uh, premiered at 8 o'clock Saturday night, and uh, it's called Thriller 40, and it's the 40th anniversary of Thriller, and the documentary is unbelievable. The footage, it's two uh, hour and 45 minutes, I think. The footage is unbelievable. Stuff I've never seen. Uh, Toto, Luke Hather, uh, Paul McCartney, uh, George Martin of the Beatles. Major people in the studio uh, while magic is being made. They go through each song, tell stories about how it happened. Some of the stories are coming from Michael right then and there, and uh, which is really crazy. A couple things, uh, uh, the Grammys, when he did the moonwalk, they break that down for a half hour, talk to people that were there, uh, black and white, whoever, didn't matter. Uh, I thought it was interesting that Fred Astaire called him the night at the day after that to tell him that he changed, that he threw a bomb on the world, uh, which is so interesting that Fred Astaire was still alive then. That's very strange. But it is a unbelievable documentary, and the footage is fantastic. And I didn't know that Mike was maybe more competitive than the other Mike. Until you watch it, you will find out. Uh, yeah, that's I, Mike Jordan, who's I'm referring to. I heard a couple of uh, interesting stories as it pertains Michael Jackson and Prince. Okay. I don't know if they touch on that in the documentary. But I heard a really cool story of James Brown is playing in a concert. Uh, Mike and Prince are both in in the audience. James Brown calls Mike up, says, come up here and sing a song. Mike goes up, kills it. Mike knows that Prince is high as hell and knows that if he gets on stage, he's going to make a fool of himself. Well, he tells James Brown... Get Prince up here. You know, Prince is back there. Prince comes up, high as hell, can't play, can't sing, and Mike is basically cackling at him as he walks out backstage of this theater. Prince gets in his car and tries to run him over. (laughs) (laughs) I just read that story yesterday, which is neat. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that stuff. Tonight was awesome for Jody, the big fellow of the tuna country, Matt Kemp. And the fabulous one, Freddie Benders. This is Travis Carter saying so long, everybody.